What do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down. Hey everyone, so happy to be back. It's Rachel Silver Cohen and Dr. Boca, and we are here. We made it. Episode two, Lori. We made it. Oh my gosh, we are here. First off, we apologize about the sound quality from last time. We just thought it was important to get it out and try to clean it up as best as possible. And as you know, last time we were outside spitzing and we had mosquito bites and we were just trying to figure everything out. And this time we have Stepped it up a little bit. We are inside with air conditioning. Rachel's wearing a bra. So, you know, that's an improvement. Right. Things happen over a week's time. We are sitting on the couch. Well, I'm on the couch and Rachel's on the floor, but six feet apart, of course. But we have laundry everywhere, folded laundry. So kudos to Rachel for folding all the laundry. We are between teen boy underwear and thongs. This is quite the episode. If I Lori, you have painted such a picture here. I need therapy and it's my thong and my children's underpants, but I apologize, everyone. We are all just doing the best we can. But again, in the spirit of taking baby steps and moving forward, yes, we've definitely advanced a touch from last week out in the backyard and we are here in air conditioning. I do have a bra on. Lori, thank you for pointing that out. Um, But yeah, you know, you have to, what, what is it they say? You have to crawl before you walk and you have to walk before you run and you have to practice a lot of running before you sign up for that marathon. So kudos to us. Here we are. And thank you all for listening as well. It's been a crazy week, technology-wise too, Lori, to get this all up and running. And we're not even really where we need to be, but that's okay. But the technology has me drowning. I'm dizzy with all this technology. And again, there might be feedback and there may be echoing throughout this. Just bear with us. We will get there. But the technology, I mean, if you could see the two of us wasting hours before each episode trying to get the technology down pat, I mean... It really could make you dizzy. And I think we're doing the best that we can, but it just goes to show we're old. Rachel and I cumulatively are coming up on 90 years, if not more, right? So we're old. I know that if we gave to either one of our teens how to manipulate this within five minutes, they would have us up and going. And it just points to how advanced technology has gotten in such a short amount of time. And oh my God, Rachel, like talking about spinning and technology and being overwhelmed by all of it. Have you dared watch Social Dilemma? I have. Oh my God. I'm still kind of trying to piece it together because in the simplest forms, it is so convoluted and scary. And, you know, we all used to say that Big Brother is watching us, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the Social Dilemma, as far as I'm concerned, I wish just Big Brother was watching us, right? We now, from my vantage point, it seems as though Big Brother's cousins, sisters, neighbors, bosses, step-parent is watching us as well. And we don't even know. Isn't that crazy? We don't even know. And it's so scary. And I know we're supposed to kind of lean into the things that we're fearful of to figure out a way to feel better about it. But I'm not leaning in that much here. I'm I'm in panic mode. So can you help break down the wreckage on this? How are we supposed to help our children, help ourselves? We're living in one big vortex of real scary stuff, if you want to know the truth. And I don't know what to do. 
Look, I am no expert on social media per se, but one thing that I would say I'm an expert on is working with adults. So let's start there. I can't even really help you with the kids so much as the adults, but who's running the asylum as we talked about last week? It's the adults. And we have to definitely figure this out if we have any expectation of having our kids figure it out, right? So you're right. It is scary. It is scary as all hell. It is a web unlike anything we've ever seen. And we're all getting stuck inside of that web. So the way that I always say we break down the wreckage is we have to start small. This is not an all or none thing. So people always say to me, well, I'm not going to have my kids on social media or I'm going to let my kids do everything and they'll figure it out. I'm not like that. I know you're probably the antithesis of moderation, but I tend to be a moderation kind of gal when it comes to at least social media. Not well, everything. and yeah, and I think, you know, for me and maybe people out there can relate to some level, I think like, what's the goal? Moderation, of course, because that's where the magic happens, right? In the middle. But from a practical standpoint, I'm being honest to say that I wish I was in the middle. I'm not. I am completely either unhinged on a topic or I think I have it going on. And it's very hard to play that balance scale because I'm off teeter mm-hmm. a lot of the time. So it is helpful to hear maybe some tips on, again, from an intellectual standpoint, sure, finding the balance, meeting in the middle, small baby steps. But <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to help you as help me. I can. I mean, First of all, what's really the issue? Is it you? Is it your kid? Is it social media in general? I mean, to me, social media right now, at least, is playing such a role in manipulating everybody. I mean, we're all manipulated. I'm a psychologist. And guess what? I am easily manipulated by social media. I will confess. I am as unpolished as the rest of the world, right? Because we don't know who's controlling it. People are controlling what I'm thinking about without me even knowing. So yes, I created it by shopping on this site and looking at this and following this news reporter or going down, you know, as you always say, the rabbit hole. I've done all of those things, right? And now who knew that the big, bad, scary men and women of the social media world are now manipulating what I'm going to see, right? So that I go further down those things or I buy more of what I was buying or, oh, wait, I was looking up something to get um, thicker hair. Well, now every advertisement known to man is about a product that's one better than the next. How do I even know who I am anymore, right? I think the question really comes down to where do we want to begin here? Kids, you, what do you want help with? Well, I think probably in the grand scope, we do know that apple tree, apple tree. As parents, whether we signed up for it or not, because clearly I didn't know about anything parent-wise before I became a parent, I'm not even 100% sure I would sign up to do it again. <laughs> Kids, I love you, but you know, it's, it, it's, it's a hard job out there and nobody tells you and there's no, no manual. manual, there's no training wheels, there's none of it. So I would say, yes, Apple Tree. Kids, I read something the other day that said, your kids are watching and learning everything, whether you're sitting down having a teachable moment or not. Your whole persona, Everything that you do, they're watching, they're learning, they're absorbing, they're taking it in. And look, as evidenced by just the quirkiness that we have, where there are times I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, I just saw my mom in the mirror. Oh, that's happening. <laughs> oh my <more>. God. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Where are we starting? I guess it does. I don't want to sound narcissistic about it, but I guess it does start with us because we are the branch. We are the foundation of that tree. And then the little apples on the tree are the, you know, those little babies that we've made. They're learning from us whether we want them to or not. 
Absolutely. You know, I think back to when my daughter was six months old or a year old and I would want to take a shower and I would put her in the exercise or in the bathroom, not even watching TV, like forget that kind of stuff. But I would just watch her watch me. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting there one day thinking, oh my God, she is going to emulate everything that I'm doing right now. So put on a happy face, sweetheart, and talk great things to her because this is what she's going to take in. And it's true. We as parents, I mean, you kind of hit on it, is not sure I would have signed up for this, right? Because it's hard work. And I think that's where we have to start is, yes, these children are emulating us. And if we don't parent, it's similar to what we talked about last week with who's running the asylum. And I was like the first to say I had to gain back control in my asylum, right? We have to parent. And in this day and age, we are fighting tooth and nail with all of these influences, social media and instant gratification and keeping up with the Joneses and things that like our parents never had to deal with. It is like neon lights blaring loud in front of us. And it's freaking hard work, us being parents. And I think that's where we really fall short. So do you think then, you know, if I'm understanding what you're saying, that even though it's hard, it doesn't mean we push it to the bottom of the pile. Like, you know what? That's really hard. I'll get to it tomorrow. I'm really tired today. We'll talk about it over the weekend. You have to, the stack, and if if you look at my little makeshift office over here, you know, again, we've all kind of pivoted given the current climate out there and that's scary in and of itself. So we're dealing with scary stuff while we're in a scarier picture of the world. I envision like those Russian dolls, you know, and as you unscrew each doll, there's another one. And it's just like, actually, I don't even know if Russia (laughs) brought that up. I don't know. That's a topic for another day. But that being said, it's the fear and the fear and the fear and the unknown and feeling as though we're being controlled and the social media stuff. So for me, at least I, again, I will be honest and put it out there to say that there are days where on my docket, it's talk to the kids about social media, ask them questions about blah, 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 you know, whatever it is, or, you know, who were you with over the weekend? Or did you have your mask on or whatever the case may be? Sometimes life gets in the way because of our own fear of like, oh God, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm doing. So maybe I'll figure it out between now and the next time I kind of strong enough to bring it up. And then the next thing you know, the mental pile of things that you're responsible for starts building up. And that's what we want to try to avoid, right? Absolutely. I mean, parenting is dealing with it. You know, it's like reprimanding a child. You have to do it immediately, right? Otherwise it loses its value, right? So we have to deal with these things. I mean, you said, maybe I'm not going to do it because I'm going to learn it between now and then. And my argument is, hey, I don't want to hear what they're going to say to me. Like I'm more fearful of what they're going to say and then what I'm going to have to do with that information than actually figuring it out. Because I've already acknowledged that forget the college fund, like I'm starting the therapy fund for my kids because there is no manual. Like we're going to screw up, we're going to fuck up left and right. And that's okay. It's having those hard conversations. I mean, and I get scared of those conversations sometimes because I don't know what they're going to say. I agree. And I also think too, and you know, I can't speak to you, but I'm sure you'll let me know if I'm on the right path or not with this. But I think a lot of parents, myself included, are we our kids' friends? Are we the disciplinarian? How do you marry the two together? And I've learned, at least in this household, that I say to my kids, look, I want you to like me. Mm-hmm. Truly, I do. Absolutely. Who doesn't want to be liked, right? I want to be the cool mom, but that's not my job right now. Right. And I'm here to be your mom. I'm here. And as part of being a mom, that by definition alone, I'm the one who's setting the rules. I'm setting the examples, albeit sometimes, yeah, my examples aren't great. And that's what we have to try to work on, which can be confusing to kids. Mm-hmm. But we're not here to be your friend. And down the road, hopefully, if we've done the job right, 
there'll be plenty of time to be friends when you're older. But for now, you're my little project, so to speak. And I take pride in making sure that I'm molding you in a way that I hope is something that's going to be acceptable for society, given the the craziness of the world. I think a lot of parents, they're afraid to, you know, bang down the diameter or whatever for fear, oh, my kid isn't going to like me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it may not be that easy. I think you hit on the right spot is we're not here to be their best friends. And that's an issue within us as parents right? Why do we have to be our child's best friend? What do we have, again, standing up for what we know is the right thing for our children when they can't make those decisions? But what's getting in the way is our self-esteem. Does that tie into even our own beliefs and how we're being kind of sucked into the whole social media thing? Absolutely. The likes and the this and the that. Absolutely. So maybe we're victims of this also. Obviously, we must be. We are. And I would argue that, you know, I'm using this word very colloquially. And as you all know, I'm not doing therapy on this podcast. This is just general thoughts and feelings of myself and Rachel. But there's a narcissistic quality to all of us right now. And social media has really highlighted that. And it's hit on that vulnerability that we all have of wanting attention, of believing that a like matters to us, right? Or that we have the best of everything. There's a vanity to it also. And so, you know, you asked earlier, just to kind of go back a little bit, is what can we do? You know, one of the first things anyone who's watched The Social Dilemma realizes that these are adults now who created these algorithms that we get sucked into. And they are the first to say that they themselves are still stuck in it and they find themselves in the bathroom, you know, utilizing this. So we understand that even the adult brain is having a really hard time managing social media. So why then is it okay for our children to be running rampant with it? We have to put some boundaries on it. We have to put some boundaries on it ourselves. That doesn't mean don't go do social media, but understand that social media is biased and tainted and manipulated. I guess manipulated is the best word right now, which is why we're seeing historically as a country, we're so divisive because you know as well as I do that if you punch in the same thing in Google that I do as who am I, right? Because that's really the quintessential question right now is who are we that the media is not telling us who we are, but we ourselves are using, as you've mentioned to me in the past, moral compasses, right? That's gone askew or awry. Who are we? If you put in who am I and I put in who am I, we're going to get different results based on what our tendencies are on the internet, right? Well, that's a problem right there. So we have to kind of step back and talk to our children, have them watch parts of the social dilemma, have them Google the same thing while all three or four of us are sitting in a room together and see how manipulated it is because that's a start to open their eyes to the realities of what's going on here. Right. And then it's open dialogue and communication. It's building our kids' self-esteem in ways that it doesn't require likes and posting a photo. I mean, have you gone with your kid anywhere where you stand behind them and you watch them taking pictures of everything that they're doing that you can't even get through the mall? I took four girls to the mall. I couldn't get through the mall because they were taking pictures and selfies and videotaping and getting Starbucks and making all this stuff to post somewhere. Where? I don't know. Yes. And for me, the takeaway on that, the first thing that resonates with me is how sad is that? Because they're not living in the moment. Exactly. Okay. All we have as cliche as it 
may sound and we've heard it in so many different ways, shapes and forms is that yesterday is gone. Tomorrow is not promised. All we have is this moment right now. And if our younger generation is spending all of their right now trying to put into perpetuity whatever the snapshot is, they're too busy with the perfect filter or the pose or when the duck face lips and all that crap that drives me insane. They're not really living right now. And that is alarming to me. And it's sad. What was an eye bulger moment to me back to the social dilemma when the creators themselves were being interviewed and they were candid enough to admit that, oh my God, yeah, they can write programs all day long. To me, it was almost like the mad scientist realize that, yeah, they cracked the code, but who would have known what that code would have uncovered? And while those algorithms or scientific method or whatever the back end details are in that, clearly would have predicted that it would have run amok the way that it had. And for them to admit that like, whoa, what has happened here? That to me was a real aha shake up moment yeah, you can't put the genie got to do better you can't put the genie back in the bottle no. right and now it's we're cleaning up the pieces and the best way that we as parents can clean up these pieces is talking to our children educating them about that letting them understand the ramifications of it helping them be in the moment when they can we took our kids away and we made them put their phones and leave them in the car so that they could be in the here and now they could experience it my kids aren't on social media but that's a choice that my husband and I have made But I also know that keeping them from social media could be detrimental to them also because they're left out or they're not up to date with everything that everybody else has and is doing. So my argument to that is in moderation, help them learn a little bit, like start somewhere and control it. We as parents, we get to say, no, get off the phone. We get to say that. And guess what? At the end of the day, that phone is actually ours and we can take it back from them. So there has to be rules and regulations and boundaries around it. Because like I said before, a new said, we as adults are tangled in this web that we can't deal with. Yeah. And we really do have to remember, and this is probably the hardest part. Again, you know, back to your point earlier, the magic happens in the middle. We have to practice some type of balance and moderation, but we have to stick to it. Day after day after day, there needs to be consistency no matter how hard it is. When our kids were little, remember the whole fervorizing thing? The kid would cry, you'd go in, you'd pat them on the back, whatever, you're fine, you're fine, whatever. And then you walk. As you continue to do that, it works until it doesn't if you give in. Right. It's a slot machine. It's intermittent reinforcement. Yeah. And this conversation for me is also a reality check to hold me accountable because let's face it, you know, I try to get it right, but I certainly get it wrong more than I get it right. So I appreciate you helping me kind of figure out a way to keep these mental reminders, these mental checks to be more thoughtful and cognizant and communicate, communicate, communicate. Absolutely. Communication is key. So that's really our time for today. That's it. Time's up. That's our sesh. That's our sesh. We made it. Well, you always help break down the wreckage, Lori. And, you know, I'm so happy that you're here with me on this crazy ride. And the road is definitely crazy and curvy and bumpy. But um, as a co-pilot, if you will, we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. We're going to make it work. So thank you, everybody. And we will see you next week. Great sesh, girls. Hey, everyone. Like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. 
Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage. 